want to welcome everybody to this episode of the Love Always Wins podcast. My guest today is Gary Barron, and he's a retired uh, professor of philosophy, uh, a marriage and family therapist. He was the former executive director of the Center for Nonviolent Communication. Of course, he's a certified trainer of nonviolent communication, and he's also the president of the board of directors of the Oregon Network for Compassionate Communication. And what did you initially find attractive about nonviolent communication? And I was really quite impressed with how sensitive Marshall seemed to be to the people he was working with and how he was um, going deep into issues related to relationships and things of that sort. And I remember crying and laughing through the whole day. I was just so touched and moved and delighted by uh, his humor as well as some of his silly songs. And I immediately saw how I could take what he was presenting and use it in my own life. It was uh, very exciting. And I could also also see that if this process could be widely shared, it would have a huge impact in the world. Because at that time, I was wanting to use whatever skills I had um, to promote peace on Earth more effectively. What was your main frustration with the world peace situation or process at that time? Uh, I was just impatient with the pace at which, uh, uh, you might say, uh, uh, technology for contributing to peace was spreading. And that's one reason why what Marshall had put together appealed to me, because it seemed like this was a, a package that was easily uh, shared and uh, could maybe move this process along much quicker. So the movement is still growing. Oh, uh, very, very effectively and quickly, I think. Uh, is there any way of knowing globally how many trainers there are? There's about 750 certified trainers these days. Uh -huh. um, and that's the Center for Nonviolent Communication certifies. So that's cnvc.org is that website. And I would say there are probably maybe, this is just a rough guess, five or 10 times as many trainers who are not certified who are doing things uh, globally. For people who've never even heard of nonviolent communication, can you explain, maybe give some examples of what it is? Yes, I'm glad you asked that because I was thinking that would be something I want to people might want to know about. So uh, nonviolent communication uh, consists of two parts, basically. And one part is what we call honestly expressing uh, what Marshall called what's alive in us, what's alive in us. Uh, and, and that means uh, seeking a heart-to-heart -heart connection with people. Uh, and we want to have power with people as opposed to power over people. So we're, we're, we're wanting to be able to say what we're observing without any evaluation. That's a challenge. And, but people can begin to see why that's a, value, a valuable thing to do because 
if I say, when you spoke rudely to me this morning, immediately the person's likely to get defensive, right? So, because uh, they hear criticism. So how can I say, what what is the the thing that I observed without evaluating it? I want to keep the evaluation separate from the observation. So observations that are free of evaluation is the first component. And I found that was the hardest thing for me to do initially. And I thought it was, should have been simple. That was my thought. This should be easy. Well, it wasn't. And I thought that was funny. So the, the humor about that kept me motivated. And I wanted to figure out how to do this. Okay, so when I'd say, when you said, and then maybe quote what they said, and then say what I felt in response to that. You know, when I hear people say this, I feel, what am I feeling? Well, uh, irritated maybe, or uh, confused, or some other uh, uncomfortable, painful feeling. And then tie that into what I'm needing that's not getting met. That's central to the process. So, okay, so what did I need? Well, maybe I was needing respect or maybe clar clarity, uh, understanding. Uh, uh, there's a, a number of needs it could have been. And I would look inside and try to say what that is. So the first three components are all about what's going on in me. And then I would end on a request. And that was one of the things that for me was new uh, with Marshall, because nobody I had met ever made it clear how to make an effective request. And that's one of the uh, the key components, because if I otherwise express feelings and needs and so on, people will hear me dumping on them unless I end with a request. What do I want back from the person? And so that was revelatory. I just loved understanding that that's what connects us is the request. Okay, so could you tell me what you just heard me say? Or would you be willing to uh, uh, take out the trash by five o'clock or whatever? So some kind of a request. And, and of course, if it's a request as opposed to a demand, um, I wanna be okay with it if they say no. It's probably because they have some need of theirs that um, they're afraid won't get met, in which case I want to go to empathizing. So empathy is the other part of the process. Besides honestly expressing, I want to empathize with what's alive in this other person. And uh, that's equally important. And in real life, we might start with empathy rather than the honest expression of what what's bugging me. Marshall and most of the trainers um, use puppets, um, specifically a giraffe puppet for nonviolent communication, and uh, what we call a jackal or a wolf puppet for the opposite, which is a violence provocative language. Uh, we call that jackal usually, but it, it's language that disconnects us and uh, makes it easy to uh, hurt other people. And, and of course, giraffes have that big heart. They have to have a big heart to pump the blood up to the brain because of the long neck. So we talk about this as the language of the heart, as opposed to the judgmental kind of thinking about what's wrong with people and 
including ourselves. Our language for expressing that kind of aliveness is very underdeveloped. And if people can find something that they can say that can begin to get that out, uh, I think that's much more helpful in them beginning to appreciate that this is not a mechanical thing. It's, it's a process of connecting with life or the better living, the living energy. And the world in which we live is a process. It's always changing, always changing, constantly. We don't always notice that. And part of the reason we don't always notice it is because our language can trick us into thinking that it's the same as it was before. And it isn't. It's always process. So we want a language uh, which nonviolent communication is really offering uh, to allow us to articulate the process aspect of life or living. And um, that's really important to keep in mind because otherwise we get stuck with the same old, same old. And that's the source of a lot of our trouble. Uh, by the way, Marshall, I wanted to mention this, uh, I suppose would be worth knowing that he was a clinical psychologist, had a PhD uh, in clinical psychology, but also was not satisfied with uh, the education he got just in an academic way. And he did his own independent study of the world's religions and spiritual traditions. And that's one of the things that he integrated uh, into nonviolent communication. <laughs> so for a lot of people, nonviolent communication is a spiritual practice. One of his booklets is called Practical Spirituality because that's integrated. So spiritual isn't one thing over here and practical another over here. I would rather see people embody the process rather than use it as a technique that they've got. Uh, and they can put that down and pick it up when they think they need it. I, I want people to live the damn thing because as I've said earlier, I think uh, it connects us to, 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 to the living process, to life. Uh, why wouldn't I want to have that going on all the time? Happening. See? And I'm more aware recently of things like this process being introduced to China. Oh, and, yeah. And that there's trainers now in China certified. Also South Korea, quite a few. Um, and other places of that sort. Uh, that are pretty remote from where this thing started. And... Um, it just keeps happening. So that gives me a lot of encouragement. And uh... At this point, we're going to hear a little tune by Gary that he wrote, singing and playing his guitar, to connect with you. I'm learning to speak from the heart. It's not so easy to do. I'm learning to say what I feel and what I need. Instead of just feeling blue And I'm willing to do this, honey Cause I really want to connect with you I'm learning to listen with empathy 
hey, this is something new. Learning to hear your feelings and your needs. Your core values are coming through. And I'm willing to do this, honey, because I really want to connect with you. To connect with you, I'll do whatever it takes. I know that in the process I'll probably make a million mistakes. But I'm willing to do this, honey, because I really want to connect with you. Thank you so much, Gary. It's been a pleasure, Dan. I, I just really enjoy talking with you, and we could go on for a long time. Yeah, well, I, I have the same experience of enjoying talking with you as well. Uh, I've always found great joy in contributing uh, sharing basically what I what I what I've learned to value with others. Till we meet again, huh? Until we meet again, and for everyone else, see you next time.